Well, I don't know how many of you had a great Easter. I don't know how many of you overate. <laughs> I don't know how many of you went and visited family that, uh, you know, that, um, that found you in a church that was uh, totally foreign to you as you were visiting. I don't know how many of you were here. If you were here, by the way, just some surprises for us. This sanctuary, twice over, was not only absolutely packed out, but we had rows going all the way back and all the way out into the foyer. Um, we were really surprised. Uh, Easter week attendance for us was 1,070 people, which was more than 100 over the previous year. Yeah. But the, but the great moment, the great moment was the beginning and uh, kind of a surprise for the congregation. It was all moving forward. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, the True North video came on, right? And so that's how we started Easter. If you were here, you saw that. Three minutes before the beginning of service, you know, it started. It was on the move, you know, and then we came, tab team came up and led the whole congregation in victory, you know, <laughs> so... So that was moving. I am watching people dancing all over the congregation, you know, little kids just going crazy. You know, the place was just erupting and people were saying, this is how Easter should start, you know, so it was a lot of fun. And uh, any of you that were part of that were part in helping us lead that, um, you know, lead that forward. You know, we were kind of wondering, we were like, what's this going to be like? Because are you aware that, um, that here we've got our Saturday night evening service and Sunday morning is a little bit different? Are you aware of that? You know, so just a little bit. And so we were wondering, how is it when the tab team, you know, leads out? Everybody's wondering, can we be ourselves? Yeah, totally be yourselves. Go for it. You know, and uh, not one complaint. Actually, everybody was saying, this is just amazing. This is great, except for this. The uh, True North video came on, and later on I had some people go, what was that video about? I didn't get it. All right. This thing's been going for months, and I gotta, make a, I gotta make a confession. When I first was watching that video that we start every week with, I was thinking, what's that video about? I don't get it. How many of you have paid attention to it, or how many are you still in I don't get it land? Um, if you're honest, you may be, but I don't know if you've noticed this. It's, it's a story. It's a whole story that runs, right? And you've got the compass. So you're getting that, right? Because we've talked about that. True north, following Jesus, you know, pl- placing, your, placing your, your compass straight on God and saying, are we following the God that's really there? Or are we following the God that's uh, in our own mind, that's in our own brain, you know? Are we, in, is the path of our life, is it straight on? Okay, so that's the video. But I don't know if you notice this. Video is actually a story. And, uh, and there's three people. Have you noticed it? Story of three different kinds of people that are making their way, you know, to God. Of course, one of them is Calvin Broderson with his dog out there in the middle of the woods, you know, going from, you know, moving through the woods. And, and, but there's times of night where it just gets really dark. Have you noticed that? And then he starts to rise and he starts to climb and finally he makes his way home to, to the cabin in the woods, you know. And, uh, and so it's a, it's a journey of discovery that gets lighter and stronger as it goes on, you know. And then there's uh, Mary Kate who's back there, right, you know, in the, you know, kind of looking in, in the summery dress. And we remember what summer was like long ago and... <laughs> And she's out there, you know, on her journey, right? And her journey is taking her through a number of different places. It's not as dark, but there's still decisions, you know, that need to be made until with great joy, you know, she's running and finding her way up to the top of the hill. And then there's the third story, right? 
There's the person that is, you know, that is moving through and, uh, and things just get darker and, and darker in terms of the answers of questions, turning to everything from alcohol to who knows whatever, and comes to that point where he's looking over the edge of a bridge. And, and you all know what's going through the mind, right? It's this, it's this moment of despair. And so there's this moment that, that he's thinking about ending his whole life right, right there. Can you feel it as you're looking over the bridge, right? You know that's what that's about. For some reason, though, he doesn't make that decision, and another one is made. And so by the end of this, you know, finally, all of the things that he was looking at are thrown off, and he's even changing clothes and moving and running forward to what God has for him, and it's a journey. And all three, in one way, shape, or form, find their way home, some from some pretty dark and some pretty desperate situations. And we're about to start a sermon series, actually a whole teaching series based on the video that you've been watching every single week. And we're calling it Moments. Are you aware that there's moments in all of our lives? I mean, some of the moments are moments of great joy, you know, the decisions. And you're aware that these moments, they can just pivot, you know. It's like a fork in the road. And one minute, you are going great. And the next minute, that moment comes and you take a detour. How many of you have had that happen in life? And you find yourself in that moment thinking back, if only I hadn't taken that right-hand turn there, I would have, my life would be really different. Sometimes there's that moment where we just think we're making the wrong decision and it ends up being the absolute right one, right? And all of a sudden you're thinking, man, if I hadn't grabbed that moment, my life would have really been messed up. Thank you, God, for helping me to choose that one. There are moments in our life that are the moments of joy, there are moments of those lives that are, that, that's a moment of decision, right? There's a moment that's, that, that's, that's turning point in your life. Everything turns on it. Sometimes, though, you know what? There's the moment of isolation or the moment of great despair. In the history of the church, there's this moment that we call the dark night of the soul, the moment of doubt, the moment of wondering, how did I get here? There's moments of anguish. There's moments of trial. And there's moments of just laughter. There's a verse in Ecclesiastes that, where God says, you know, for everything there's a moment, a time, and for everything under the sun. A time to be born, it's a moment, and a time to die. There's a time to rejoice, and a time to refrain from rejoicing, a time to weep, a time to mourn. There's a moment, you know, for everything. And sometimes in our world, when it comes to God, we think that all the moments have to be good ones, or we think that all the moments for God to love us or God to care about us have to be moments that we're right on. Sometimes we think they've got to be moments when we are totally found and we're in the right place. But that's limiting God. And so as we start, I, I just want to say this. I have a coffee mug that was given to me years ago. And the coffee mug basically says this, no matter where you go, there you are. Really deep thought. <laughs> Here I am. But you know what you could add this too? No matter where you go, there's God. Hear that. No matter where you go, God's there. 
hear these verses. It's kind of where, uh, it's, that, it's that first line that really comes up in the whole video. It sets the whole course. And if, and if you'd like to memorize one of the Psalms, Psalm 139 would be a great one. Here, here's how it goes. It says this, oh, oh God, you have searched me and you know me. You know the following about me. You know when I sit and you know when I get up. You perceive my thoughts from afar. In other words, before I even think a thought, what does it say? You already know what thought is. You know my thoughts before I even know my thoughts, which is really good for some of us because we don't even know what we're thinking. God goes, I get it, even if you don't. You discern my going out and my lying down, and it says this, that you are familiar with all my ways. Every single one of them. You're very familiar. You know, sometimes the time comes for us to pray and we get up there in our moment and maybe it's the moment of confession and you're like, oh God, I'm so sorry I did this today. And we treat God as if he didn't know. Like that was a surprise. Whoa, whoa, you really did that? He's already totally familiar with you. And that's a really good thing. How many of you have ever had the thought, if they really knew what I was thinking, they wouldn't want to be around me? If they really knew who I was, they would know how dark I am. If they really knew me, I don't know if they'd want to hang. And so you know what we spend most of our time doing sometimes when it comes to our relationship with people? We spend our time hiding out. And God says, you don't have to do that because I'm already familiar with you. I'm more familiar with you than you are with you. How many of you have had the thought in your mind, why do I do the things I do? Why do I do that? God would be able to tell you, I know why you do what you do. Even when you don't know why you do what you do. I know why you're doing it and where it's coming from before it even, even hits you. And I'm still here. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before. And you've laid your hand on me. Such knowledge, thinking about it, in these beginnings, in this moment, is too wonderful for me. It's too lofty for me to even comprehend for a moment that you get me better than I get me. And so as we talk about moments tonight, we're talking about the moment of beginning. No matter where you go, there he is. So now the question is asked, so God, where can I go? Where? Tell me. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? And catch this verse. If I go to the heavens, to the holy place, to the place where you dwell, to the best that the world has to offer, if I go to the heavens, then you're there. That's not a surprise, is it? But catch this, and if I make my bed in hell, then you're there too. You know, sometimes we think that we take these detours, you know, sometimes we just think we're so far off that God's not there. Sometimes we think that we've blown it so terribly that God's not around at all. And God says, I don't care where you're sleeping, 
I don't care where you made your bed. I don't care what the, what the detours are in your life. The fact of the matter is there's no place that you can go where I'm not. Now, you may have pulled your heart away from me, and you may feel that I'm distant, but I'm right there. Not only am I right there, but I want you to check this out about God. You hem me in, the Bible said a few verses back, behind, right? And you hem me in where? In front of me. So you're with me. There's nowhere that I can go where you're not. And in my past, you're there. And you know a thought before I even say it. And you know the words on my tongue before I even say them. Do you know why? Because God says I'm already out there. There's a practical reason for that. If there's really a creator of the entire universe, if there's really an all-powerful, all-present God, then by definition, guess what? He must exist outside of time and space. This is kind of a trip to think about. And so the only reason that we have time is because, are you aware of this, the space-time continuum? Have you heard any of this? The only reason we have time is as a result of the created order and the movement of the planet. Some of you have probably heard this, you know? If I were to get in a space capsule, how many of you saw that movie, you know, where the guy is speeding up and slowing down, and if I'm on this planet for five minutes, you know the movie I'm talking about? Yeah, Interstellar. You know, this is space-time continuum stuff. Stay on this planet for an hour and eight years go by. Space-time continuum. Here's God. He is living outside of time and space. And what does that mean? It means he's literally in our past. It means he's literally in our present. And it means he's literally where else? In our future. By definition, he is in all times and all places. And so here's the deal. The God, think about this. Here you are, four or five years ago maybe, or as a little kid saying, God, I love you. And life was so good, right? And all of a sudden, you're off on this detour. In your mind, you're thinking, God, I could feel your presence right there. But do you realize the same God that was loving you when you were five years old or 12 or whatever it is, is the same God that was already out here in the future knowing where you would be? It hasn't changed for him. No matter where you go, there he is. And so sometimes we think, man, we just got to put on the face. We got to put on the, you know, we got to put on the story. We got to put on the good touch. And we may need to do that sometimes for people, unfortunately. But the reality is you don't have to do that for God. He is already aware of it. So where are you tonight? It could be that in your moment of life, you're one of the greatest moments of your life. You're thinking, man, life is just great right now. I can't even believe it. You might be in a moment in life where you are so close to God, you can feel him every second, every turn of the way. You may be in a moment of your life that's a moment of great loss. You may be in a moment of your life that's a moment of great despair and depression. Is it ever going to get better? You may be in a moment of your life where you're at a crossroads. I don't know which way to go. I'm so confused. God already knows. You may be in a moment of your life where a decision of your past or where you've been is not where you want to be and you'd find yourself thinking, God, 
this is not the man or the woman that I want to be. It's not the way I started out. It doesn't make any difference. You may be in a moment in your life right now where you're holding on to a deep secret and you're just thinking, if they only knew. And I would say, he does. And whether you're making your bed in the heights of heaven or in the depths of hell, it makes no difference. He loves you incredibly. Her name was Cindy Peterson. She's my best friend growing up, one of my best friends. And Cindy was funny and pretty and cute. You know, I love Cindy. She was just uh, amazing. And, uh, and as life went through, we got, we got separated for a time. We got separated for quite a bit of time. And we found each other again, you know, while I was in college, you know, studying to be a pastor. And Cindy had gotten herself into prostitution. And there Cindy and I were together. And as she told me her story, do you know what she said? She said, it's, it's too late for me. It's too late. I've really made decisions. I've messed up my life. Yeah, I believe that there's a God, but it's too late. And I looked at Cindy and I laughed and I said, Cindy, you got no idea. You don't think that the God who loved us both when we were kids knew that you were going to be here? He still loves you. He was with you then and he's with you now. It was a moment, a moment, a moment for her to think, is that possible? And that's literally what she said. Is that possible? Could that be true? Hmm. Moments. They come, and sometimes our whole life hinges on them. For better, for worse. For richer, for poorer. In sickness and in health. Till the great bridegroom calls us home. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I think sometimes when it comes to our own lives, man, we just lay it out. And, and it's almost as if we give you the agenda that's not even yours. It's like we give you the definitions of place and time that aren't even yours. It's like we set out what's going to be acceptable to you, and we're not even listening to your voice. It's like we give up on you when you're right here the whole time begging us to understand that you love us. God, there are moments of our life, and our whole life is this journey. And sometimes we're just straight on, and sometimes, God, we detour. But it's still the journey. And you are still right there beckoning us, calling us home, saying, come with me, come with me. There is no detour that we're on, no decision that we're on, no decision we could possibly make that surprises you. No decision we're on, no detour we're on, no decision we could possibly make where you can't make a path for us to make it right. So God, whatever the moments are right now, help us to work through them. And God, help us to be honest with them. And God, help us to maybe make a safe place here that our brothers and sisters, that this community called Tabernacle 
could actually just struggle through moments openly and it'd be okay. Because that's what it begins with, God. We've got to be honest with where we are to find out where we're going. So God, tonight, be with each man and woman in this room. Be with those that are in this room as we begin this series and be with those who will join us because you're going to set up moments to call them to you. God, be with us in this community as we seek your moments for our life.